0: Welcome to Yellow Mensa exploring cross-centered contextual justice in the South African context. Of course, Yellow Mensa is a ministry of Iswombano Center for Biblical Justice. You can follow us on Twitter at Yellow Mensa. I'm your host, David Kruter, and with me is Drumroll! Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm John Skippers. John Skippers. Yeah. John Skippers. Yeah. He's, he's he's with me. he's, he's with me. I'm with you. Yeah. Are we together? we together. No sidekicks. No, 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 no. no, no. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm sure agree. people are tired of the, yeah, uh, you our guy. Okay. okay. I'm, okay. We, we, well, I'm the man. He, he's, <laughs> he's our guy. The, the, I, he's I know. I'm okay. clearly the man. <laughs> really, today, today, man. today, we're going <laughs> to talk about uh, the legacy of spatial injustice. In particular, we want to talk about the need for inclusive social housing. And as always, uh, we want to uh, explore how the gospel speaks to this and what role the church can play in the whole discussion. Uh, um, To do that, we have a special guest in our studio joining us today, uh, Caroline Powell. Uh, Caroline uh, works at the Warehouse. Welcome. She works at the Warehouse and is also currently engaged in research exploring the role uh, which the church can play in overcoming uh, the legacy of spatial injustice. Uh, So welcome, Caroline.
1: Good morning, it's great to be with you. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. wonderful,
0: wonderful. Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, about the warehouse?
1: Yeah, great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I have grown up in Cape Town all my life, born and bred a real Cape Townian. I... Yeah, I've grown up as a Christian in the church in a variety of denominations, Uh Uh and I've always had a particular interest and passion in the role that the church plays in the world and in society, as well as in my own personal life and in the life of of spirituality for, um, yeah... For me and for individual people, I've also always been very interested in the communal nature of the faith.
0: That must have been a journey.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I grew up in apartheid South Africa. I was 18 in 1994, so I voted for the first time. And so then I emerged from that that time asking a lot of questions Questions. about what my faith had to do about the country that I'd grown up Mm -hmm. in, in a very isolated part of the city um hmm. but with a family that were poli- politically interested and involved and so yeah. i wow. yeah i had to had to make my way into um marrying my faith and and my desire to see sure. justice in the Just world but that's been an amazing journey and over the years i then came across the organization that is the warehouse mm-hmm. and um as a blessing for me i started working with them 11 years ago and i've been wow. able to to work out this this calling to serve the church, mm-hmm. um, not as an ordained minister, but as a, a person who who longs to walk alongside churches, helping them um, interrogate their role in society, support them, mentor them, journey with them, um, and then see that theological basis for justice mm-hmm. lived out right. in, in wow. beautiful ways across the city. Wow. So that's been my journey. The Warehouse is actually an organization that does that. Wow. And we've existed for 15 years. Right. Um, and... And we, yeah, we say what we do is we journey with churches. We walk alongside them to inspire, equip, mm-hmm. and connect them to respond to injustice, inequality, um, Wealth and poverty in the city, really. Well, yes. Yeah. That's,
0: um, that's, that's mm-hmm. phenomenal. And, and, it's, and it's great to hear you guys have been doing this for like 15 years and you've been part of that for 11, 11 years. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that is that is amazing. Mm, that is yeah. amazing. And I'm sure you've seen a lot, you've you've experienced a lot mm. uh, within this space and, and being in certain communities as well. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about, about your faith journey and uh, what the Lord has been. Doing and it's like just brought you to, yeah. to this point of you know your relationship with him.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I think first, pers- from a personal perspective, as I told you a little bit about, about that just now, um, once I started working at the warehouse, I, I started to get maybe a bit more of a community and a language mm. for what I'd yearned for for many years, right? But then what God invited me into was actually to study theology alongside okay. that. Um, you know, I was walking with church leaders and, and church people, um, <laughs> trying to help them unpack theology um, for the world, and yet I hadn't um, studied theology right. fully. So I started that journey about you know, eight or nine years ago, I did that part-time, but more recently I was able to study uh, a certificate course in urban transformation, a theological mm-hmm. discipline of actually right. looking at all the issues we're going to talk about in this mm-hmm. podcast today, but sure. from a theological lens, what it means to, who is God in the city, right. what who are we as God's followers and Jesus' followers in the city um, and how do we interact with the the, the powers that be right. in the city and the powers that are emerging right. and having their voices heard. Sure. And how do we, um, some of the language that I've learned is how do we sort of address urban fractures? Right. How do we we go into those places where What's there that? are fractures in our mm-hmm. city and mend them, but not with plasters, but with a deep well, um, huh. Solidarity with those spaces. Just Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Yep. Sometimes I sit with maps on my okay. on my bed and a Bible. Maps, oh, maps. Yeah. maps, maps of the city. Yeah. Um, a Bible, a few beautiful books uh, like readings from Brueggemann and um, the some of the government acts about spatial justice. <laughs> right, right. And and my and my journal. Sure. <laughs> um, and and so I find myself. Praying and reading and doing academic study wow. all together. It's been, it's, it's just wonderful because it's given me a picture of wow. we don't have to be separate. We don't have to yes. just pray when we're in church mm, or like have it. quiet time, but not have it affect how we feel about the world around us. Mm-hmm. So it's actually, yeah, the journey has invigorated my faith and my trust hmm. in Jesus. Is it like,
2: it's so interesting. I'm just going to tick up. I want to jump in here. It's so interesting. I remember theological college learning um, in preaching class. Um about uh, and I think I don't know if it's if he actually said this or if it's just been a tribute to him, but John starts saying you we mm. do we preach with the Bible in one hand and, and the, the newspaper in the others. Yeah. And I just I'm just I'm just so amazed how that was that was kind of a, a given, it was a norm, yeah. we were taught that. But you know when I listen to, to what you're saying is we don't do that enough. And as I think about us particularly evangelicals in the city, we've been very slow to actually say what does that actually mean? Maybe we don't read newspapers anymore. What about maps? Hmm. What about looking and saying, how does the Bible integrate well, with us? And I mean, that that's, I mean, it's, it's just an extension of what we were taught in sure.
0: theological college, even though we don't really push it further. And if you look at Cape Town yeah. you know, on a map, well, yeah. I mean, you, you talk about, you know, there needs to be exclusivity. We need to think about like just, it is hard to do that. When you look at a certain part of the city, you know what people group is there, right. and what's going on in there, right. you, you glance over on the other side and it's actually visible. I've mm-hmm. had so many friends from Pretoria, so many friends from Joba come right. it's like, snap, this city just reminds me of, I'm in South Africa and yeah. this oh, is right. across the races. Yeah. And I mean, having that map and just spraying through that, mm-hmm. and especially what's been happening with the fires... Uh, exactly. It is. It is. Yeah. That mm. is. That is mm. phenomenal. Mm. And I'm. I'm so glad that you're actually praying through this and mm. just uh, processing, processing, yeah. processing. Yeah. Uh, you know, with with the struggle of this whole problem of 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 uh, inclusivity and, and 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 housing, it's been coming on for many years. There's many other organizations like Reclaim the City and um, Indifunda. Mm Ukwazi, who's been engaging the city, who's been engaging this this topic of social housing within the city. Uh, I want to talk about this week, though. Um, It's been fairly significant and there's been a lot been happening. Uh, Allow me to to, to say this. Just give me some time. Um, uh, With the withdrawal from the council uh, agenda of the report uh, recommending the sale of the Salt River market site at less than 10% to the social housing partner. Uh, Communicate. This multi-million rand project would mm-hmm. contain 850 housing units.
1: That's right. Would
0: contain 300 <laughs> units allocated for social housing. Those which uh, a monthly, those who with a monthly income of about hundred, a uh, thousand five hundred to fifteen thousand. Listen, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just. This this is, this is something that's currently happening in Cape Town. Right. If you guys have been reading the newspapers, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot that's been. Going on, people resigning from yeah. the, the Democratic Alliance, mm-hmm. um, the DA. Uh, uh, I, I'm just going to get into a little bit what 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 that is all about. And so the report was sent back for further technical clarification. Uh, this was after the city had previously uh, here uh, uh, marked uh, ten sites for housing That's development. Right. That is yep. in September mm-hmm. 2017. Mm-hmm. And of course, if you've been following the news subsequently, there's been a resignation of Brett Heron. Am I saying your surname right? I think so, yes. Yeah. Brett Heron is the MMC for transport or former for transport and urban development and he's been he's citing an overwhelming amount of counsel to push forward the transformation agenda of inclusive housing driven by a deep seated racism and, uh, um, and a white Uh, um, cable within the party he named the local ward councillor as well as some other council members as key among those who were actively opposing the development Mm -hmm. actively opposing the development serious allegations serious Mm allegations Uh, Caroline, mm. uh, do you want to talk about this? Uh, talk to uh, a bit about these allegations and, and the whole situation, just from your perspective. Mm.
1: Yes, I do. I mean, obviously, this has been something that we've been following very closely for the last couple of years. As you mm-hmm. acknowledged already, the um, the plight of of the inequality of housing yeah. is is a several hundred year old problem. Yeah, sure. It's it's something that there was great hope to be addressed mm-hmm. twenty five years. Uh, ago, right. and then and then it's been ongoing, but it really has been put on the public agenda by a few very very effective yep. land rights movements yeah. in the city. Of, mm-hmm. you've, you've named several, but there are many others. Yeah. Um, and it's it's that move, I guess, from when protests happened outside right. the outskirts of the city. So mm. you only hear about it on the on the traffic report when right. there are protests happening in Kailiche and Gugaleti and places right. that and don't affect of... the inner city yeah. or the suburban sure. people. Um really what organizations like Reclaim the City and others have done is and also I would add fees must fall right. and mm-hmm. others key. have key put news have put the the, 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 the issues of, of the of the the gross inequality of our city mm-hmm. right into the center mm-hmm. they've wow. brought it into the place that is not right. used to being disrupted right. mm-hmm. the inner city is a haven for tourists and for people it 's a Absolutely. playground yep. our universities are places that we believe have, you know this international universities it's where right. many um Yeah, many suburban people's children go and so when protest comes there when when disrupting the status quo comes to that, that's what puts it on the agenda Mm -hmm. so that's the first thing that I want to say and then secondly, I do believe that councillors like Brett Heron um, then started to track that and notice and then did their research and, and followed the story and in fact um I know of, of people christians people in churches yes. who 've met with him recently, and who he 's encouraged and they 've encouraged him just oh, wow. saying um you know yes you 're a counselor you're in right in the heart mm-hmm. of this po- politics, and you are a voice of right. justice in that place and, yeah. and how can we support you right. so that's been happening yeah. mm-hmm. um What I think happened last week was was um this very public outcry that what was supposed to be on the agenda right. at that meeting mm-hmm. was Cancelled or postponed. postponed? And and so the response was um that he publicly wanted to out. I right. think he did a very made a very public yep. statement. Right. And so then again, that's another layer of putting it on our right. agenda. This yep. is a DA majority right. province and city, and so mm. DA um loyalists or people or not just people who who right. who who believe in the power right. of the DA right. are now having to go, okay, right. this is what's happening mm. to our party, or mm. this is you know, so whatever um Whatever you, wherever you placed, you are noticing, and he's using his, he used his platform, platform. Right. and his resignation to highlight that. So you almost right. have these layers. You've yep. got civil society, I mean, you've right. got churches, Just, and you've got now a politician saying this is wrong. And so right. you've got these layers. And so now right. this week we're going, goodness, what what is happening? Right. Why are our um, politicians not following the right. sure. Um So I think that that was that was effective because look, here we are talking about this now. People are going to listen to this podcast because of what, because of what he did, because of what um, other, other activist organizations Mm -hmm. and because of people like yourself saying, we want to talk about this and, um, and yeah, and the, the passion, you know, the recent justice conference, there were, Four talks about land Mm -hmm. and justice and spatial justice Mm -hmm. and space and place. So it's a big issue. And of course, it's within the the greater picture of the announcement about land expropriation without Mm -hmm. compensation. So the whole country's talking land in a renewed and a much more passionate way. All our um, years of deferred hope is being addressed. All our years of frustration of mm-hmm. non action is mm-hmm. being right. brought to the fore. We're right. all very aware that we are one in the year of the of the elections and so yeah. we're also all, mm-hmm. I think, a little bit suspicious of, of who's putting things on right. the agenda and why and what politicking is happening. Right. And then and then also other people's fears are emerging. Right. What mm-hmm. does this mean for yeah. us? What does it mean for landowners? Mm-hmm. What is it what is this all of this thing? So that's I think the picture. Um I mean I guess you asked me to comment on the <laughs> allegations, but I think he yeah. said what he said. Right. It's our job to really listen to what he's saying right. and not just react, I think. Right. But to sure. lean in. Yeah, yeah. And to yeah. listen to what he's saying and to try and understand what he's saying and what many others and a, are saying. I mean, yeah. he's a politician, I so he's using yeah, his I power. He's, that's, that's he's a he's a little yeah. he's a public right. figure. Um and he's using his his power in that moment um but our opportunity is i would say as maturing christians right. is to to lean in instead of accusing instead of saying mm-hmm. oh gosh we're we're tired of mm-hmm. this agenda we right. all of these things and to just go now we've got layers we've got right. churches we've got mm-hmm. civil society we've got activists mm-hmm. and we've got the politicians purposes. who we trusted mm-hmm. all speaking into the yeah. same thing that's for me that's the moment we're in yeah. and it's a sure. potentially incredibly exciting moment yeah
0: and and you know what what I what I love about what you're saying is that because here's yes what our default is and and I'm speaking and I'm speaking really to the church because I know even within the church this is this is present when the stuff happened on a political level especially within the DA especially within the EFF and, mm-hmm. and ANC we sort of you know I'm black and so I have an affinity towards a particular party and so mm-hmm. when a particular party says so let's say when the DA says something. You know, my first thing is jump on my race mm. and what I represent, or the party the that culture, I represent. Yeah. and then you go like, "Yeah, you see." Mm. And so, from the white side, many white mm. Christians mm. go like, "The first thing is like, oh, 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 and it's sort of like it's our idols, our sacred yeah. cows. Yeah. It's like, it's mm. my yeah. ANC, it's yeah. my DA that's being attacked here." And so, we we tend to want to guard, yeah. and and, and yeah. instead of saying we must listen, mm. we must engage with our ears open. Mm. Um, coming to the table and asking gospel mm-hmm. questions, God-centered mm-hmm. questions, mm-hmm. loving our neighbor, and then going into, oh, here's the broader, here's exactly. the bigger picture. Right. Exactly. Let us come to the conversation Can, before yeah. we, we get to, you know, all the other stuff mm-hmm. and, yeah. and and pointing out and creating mm-hmm. these divisions and parties before we... Exactly. Sure.
1: Can I say two things about that <laughs> uh, that I 100% agree? One right. is I think we've mentioned them a couple of times. So you mm-hmm. have... Um, activists in the city that are putting this on an agenda, mm. but some of them are using techniques that are deemed to be illegal because right. they're occupying public buildings. Right. And so I often get asked, as a Christian, how can you support uh, right. an illegal yep. occupation or an sure. illegal group of people? And my heart response has been when we think about the biblical laws of justice, especially right. Jubilee and others yep. like that. Good we as, as Christians... As part of the status quo of a of an unequal world mm-hmm. and city, have been breaking God's laws wow. for wow. for centuries. Ooh. And so if if we if we can admit that, then can we be courageous enough to at least go and explore mm. a relationship with people who are breaking the letter of the law? Mm-hmm, sure. And this brings us that's back great. to civil disobedience. Of exactly. apartheid days of right. the civil rights movement in the US, exactly. that's we're being called in a moment in history to say whose law what? is valid, and that's a deep thing. And then the second thing that I want to say about that just quickly <laughs> is 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 um Oh, no, and now I'm forgetting. <laughs> so, so jump in.
2: Yeah. Well, I was going to say it's, it's so interesting, and and particularly I think the more conservative we get in the church, mm. the more we want to uh, mm. quote Romans 13 and obey mm. the law. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But yet, when it comes to the issues that are are valuable to us, so it is another controversial issue. I don't want to go down here, but but many the more conservative elements in the church will be very um, very anti-abortion, and we've seen. Anti abortion activists chaining themselves to abortion clinics. We've seen so peaceful civil actions. Mm-hmm which are around that issue are seen as okay. But when you have peaceful, nonviolent actions of occupation or around similar raising issues of injustice, uh-huh. those are deemed as not okay. Uh-huh. So for my, my whole thing is, when I always want questions, I'm saying, well, civil disobedience as a spirit of the law, as a questioning unjust laws, uh-huh. has never uh-huh. actually been an issue within the church. It's the question is, what are the laws we're going to question? What are, uh-huh. what are we deeming issues that are acceptable, non-acceptable? Uh-huh. And that requires a lot of honesty. I was honestly looking and saying is, do we actually have a hierarchy of laws that we... And why do we hold that hierarchy? Sure. Is it because of where our position is, where we stand? its uh-huh. um, so being honest about that and then sitting before God and saying, what is it that's on your heart? Well, what is it that you... What are you for? What are you against? Oh, are I'm asking how do you ask that yeah. question? Exactly. Yeah. Sure. So whether we come wow. to abortion, whether we come to inclusive housing, That's when we come to poverty, we're going, actually, there's a there's a lot. Well, how am I there are a lot of laws that we, mm. Mm. we want to read questions, mm. a lot of practices, whether the law has been implemented or not, yeah. that we want to look yeah. at and we want yeah. to question. Yeah. So for me, the issue of civil disobedience, mm. it's we,
1: we actually just need to have a more
2: honest mm. conversation exactly. about it. Yeah. And
1: what is the picture of the kingdom of God that is painted biblically, right. that mm-hmm. you saw prophets... Um, exactly. Engaging, engaging in ways that could have that yes. certainly, and that uh-huh. Jesus Himself, who um, came to fulfil the law, right. also broke certain laws. It would seem, yeah, but the way, and then and then That's just I want to too. pick up on on what you said about um, all these different, you know, our party politics, and right. then what we align to, right. maybe right. even historically. And there's a wonderful theologian called Emmanuel Katongole. Mm. Mm-hmm. And he writes one of the first books that he he wrote uh, that I read many many years ago is called Mirror to the Church. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's reflecting on um, the genocide in Rwanda, mm. which you know happened in a in a ninety five percent evangelized nation. Yes, sure. um, Christian. It was considered from the the west one of the most, in inverted commas, successfully evangelized African nations at Absolutely. the time. Um, and so he says, how did that happen? Mm. And and the line that I take away from that over and over again is we discovered that the blood of our tribe was thicker than the water of yes. our baptism. Wow. And that's true. And 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 so if we apply that to South Africa right. when we go into our camps mm-hmm. can we reflect why we're in those camps and what we're trying to preserve? Sure. In right. those camps sure. we still have a right to vote well, whoever yes, we yes, want yes, to yes. vote for. Yes, yep. But where do we over what communal table do we come exactly. to have dialogue that breaks us wow. out of our tribal right. Uh, me as a white person my right. tribal mm. cultural um uh, uh, uh loyalties right. um, yeah. can I can I suspend them for a moment or break away from them in order to have a conversation with someone that that I that that I'm going to be um enlightened by and sure. that and sure. that in fact I, I have not walked a mile in their shoes mm-hmm. and so only they can teach me that wow. um, so I just believe that that's a, a wonderful opportunity for the church I, I know we, you want to jump in but I, I just want to
2: add I just want two sentences to add is there that I, I think, think the The reality is not, can I come to the conversation, but do I even think I have something to learn from someone who is different to me? Hmm. Whether that's theologically, ethnically, racially, whatever. And I think, unfortunately, I I can say this is a white evangelical. I think that has been a massive problem for us as white evangelicals is we want to control the conversation. We want to control who we learn from, what we can learn, uh, who is worthy to learn from. Rather than being able to hold disagreement Mm -hmm. and saying, "Can I still learn from this person?" Whether they are an atheist, whether they're wherever they stand theologically, wherever they stand culturally, is there something to learn from them? And I think I think that's part of we've really got to reclaim that in our Mm -hmm. heritage. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Something I learned from some land activists over the time of the justice conference was that um, a framing of land expropriation without compensation is that that's that's happening. That has happened throughout, during apartheid and in right. the last 25 years. Communities are moved off their land. Yes. Right now, this week, mm-hmm. it's happening because a game reserve wants to extend right. its borders. Or because of mining. with wow. um, So overseas mining companies right. wanting to... So there's massive land rights. So if people are being moved off their land without compensation. So expropriation without compensation... <laughs> Exactly. Under our constitution seems to be legal yeah <laughs> it seems they' don't, haven't needed to change the constitution right. to do that yeah. and, and and often it comes down to whether you hold the, the title deeds to your land or not but or you might hold the title deed to land get compensation for that but not for the countryside around you right. from which you glean and yeah. um, from which communities draw right all their resources res- resources for medicine but then that gets turned into a game reserve I go to the game reserve and some game ranger tells me this is a leaf that's used for the cough of the common people right. but they actually no longer have access right. to it sure. so that's that's something that's, that's just spooky. sitting at the feet mm. of of mm. land justice activists right. in the mm. past few months has has shown that to me i knew that's it really but hard. i hadn't framed it in that mm, way that's very sure helpful. yeah
0: so can i ask this is is, is this just a cape town issue or does this uh, have any broader significance um, yeah. for South Africa? Yeah.
1: Okay, so obviously, uh, definitely not. No, <laughs> okay. So, so it's, a, it's, an, it's entirely a global issue to right. start with. So, so sure. you have, wherever you go in the world, especially yes. countries that were colonized by the same people we right. were colonized by, you can see that story playing out in Canada, New Zealand, Australia, right. although with mm-hmm. different majority, minority countries. Um, right. Interest groups. Mm-hmm. So there's the global, and we learn a lot from our global friends right. around this. There is, I would really think, I mean, especially, yeah, and in fact, there are international um, solidarity movements, mm-hmm. and most of our land rights movements mm-hmm. in right. South Africa are part of an international family right, because sure. of the global, and because the term that I heard recently, uh, the global that everything right, so. local has a global... <laughs> Have never heard this? I've yeah, never heard this. Yeah, I just re- recently learned it, it. Welcome to the 90s, guys. Everything local is global. And yeah. so a person um, grappling with inequality anywhere, mm-hmm. it's, it's a part yeah. of a global story. So, But the firstly, the, the Cape Town issue, I think as you highlighted, Cape Town is a particular city right. in South Africa sure. um, in terms of the spatial layout yes. and the way... We know we we don't have the same kind of inner city um, this yeah. investment that happened after 1994. Mm-hmm. We had the, the inner city became the 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 darling of 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 the, the you know the, the jewel in the crown right. of the you know so and mm-hmm. it was um, sanitized people, homeless people were moved out in, in yeah. droves. There was a lot that happened to make our inner city yeah um, you know a certain kind of place. So there you have that, then you have the concentric circles of 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 what right. happened during apartheid. But I think also I mean. In, in Cape Town, what you have is, as with the rest of the country, the the, the legacy of forced removals. Yes. But what's particularly happening, for example, in the Salt River and Woodstock area mm. at the moment, which is where this most recent right. controversy is all about, is that people who were resettled during apartheid or or you know, forcibly yes. removed or people who were able to maintain where they lived right. are now going through a fresh wave of right. forced removals because of gentrification. Wow. And so it's it's a it's an injustice upon an injustice. Right. And it's one that has um, in some ways I think snuck up on us in an yeah, urban sure. space. Um, and we can't mm. reverse what has been happening. Yeah. But what we are trying to do is say we need to drive a spoke into the wheel to slow right. down the pace absolutely. of what's happening because people are, I mean, you know, so there's all of that. So that's the Cape Town mm. specificity Specific, of the, yes, of the yes, issue. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, no, absolutely, just for the examples that well. I used of rural spaces, mm. mining, game right. reserves, that kind yeah. of thing. And then also, of course, in you know, we actually learn a lot um, in Cape Town from some of the, the theologians and activists, mm. Christian activists in Pretoria who have right, sure. strongly influenced um, right. how we've been able to mm. to learn about it here. But mm. they're now also drawing strengths from what's happening mm. in Cape Town. Right. So these, these cities are sort of learning from each sure. other. Different dynamics, different, different you know, um, uh, being governed by different parties and different people, right. but actually um you know finding mm-hmm. that common thread and and, and learning from mm-hmm. and running activist mm-hmm. schools and things yep. you know um, and with, with yeah a deep theological basis wow. so yes some of the aspects of it in Cape Town mm-hmm. are are specific mm-hmm. um but no it is an, an entirely a south african okay. issue wow. but then also you'll so i haven't probably mentioned it's probably helpful for the listeners to know a little bit about um some of the acts and things that support right. the the um Inclusive. The, the, the inclusive right. housing and the movement towards spatial equality in right. our mm-hmm. cities, and and some that you probably should know about. One is called SPLUMA, Spluma. <laughs> the Spatial Spl- Planning and Land Use Act that was born okay. in 2013, but right. sort of um, refined in up, even up to 2017. Right. Um, but then of that, they've actually d- dug down and and made the Western Cape Spatial Development Framework. Um, you know, and that all fits into the national development right. plan. Right. So mm-hmm. you've got. National Development Plan. You've got Spluma, which is also a national right. act, but then you've got local governments mm-hmm. um, really um, doing, you know, a lot of paper and and, and, and there's a lot of them, ink has been spilled yeah. over the design and the, and right. the nitty gritty. And of course, when they use wording, it's got legal implications. And right. so it's it's very refined documents. And so yeah. the the moment that we're in at the mo- at, at, at now is that we've actually got legislation to lean upon. To say that that now right. there needs to be political will to right. implement yes, it, yes. Um, and often the political will needs to be in the relationship between local government, city, and and private development, yep. and and so sure. you know things. What happens in Spluma is that there there really are, and you know it's. There's a 64 page document of people who've gone through spuma right. and have highlighted what what is urgent that needs to okay. be implemented that is currently not being implemented mm-hmm. by by local government but um, you know one of the things we we have to start doing is is knowing that when something is is you know we might talk about what's illegal right. If we if we believe in the constitution and we believe right. that as as churches again we should right. we should leverage the the the, the, exactly. the law we need to know what that law is yes. and then and then start to put that pressure on to say mm. sure. you you know you you have made um you know there is there is space in our right. in our law for for yep. special equality to be on the agenda things like sure. new developments yes. are supposed to have an element of, a, of affordable so housing, and and housing and inclusionary housing in it. And that sure. is just not being not because all. because deals can be done and yeah. and they're not even at the moment seen as underhand deals. There's just ways of getting around yeah. these things that kind mm. of um is is sure. is seen as legal. And so there's just a huge amount that we can mm. that we can use and leverage mm. and lean can, on. Can I say I yeah.
2: think it's it's really interesting is that so sometimes actually we need to know the law, we need to know the acts and we need to hold government accountable to that which I think is a lot of what uh, many of these civil, um, civil society groups are doing. And actually, I think just this week or the week before, I was just reading something about the civil rights movement in the States as well. And that's a lot of what that was. So yeah. a lot of, of what Martin Luther King was doing even was saying, you have the right to vote. Yeah. Go vote. Um, you know, some of the stuff was desegregated. I mean, there's certainly the later stuff, um, there was obviously the, the original stuff, the bus boycotts and stuff. But later it was they were given the right to vote, but people didn't want to vote. Yeah. And and well, they were uh, intimidated from voting, and so it's, it's the same thing here. So, we're going actually, we inclusive housing is it's legal, in yeah. fact, it, mm-hmm. it, it's it's mm-hmm. it is recommended by law, it, it's it should be implemented by law. And we, as citizens, as, as Christians, need to say, Hang on, we love the law, right? I mean, yeah. we, we love quoting Romans 13, <laughs> right? Like, mm-hmm. we've got to obey the law. Well, mm-hmm. surely yeah. part of this is saying, yeah. Hang on, Mr. Yeah. Developer, yeah. you need to obey the law, not just the protester. Yeah. What about the developer who's breaking yeah. the law? Yeah, and sure. we, we need it. So if we want to mm. we want to go on Romans thirteen, let's yeah. go there. Yeah. We, we need to. Say, well, we need to learn the law.
1: And it's a, what's a little bit frustrating about the land debate, I mm. think, at the moment, because I think we're often getting paralysed right. in talking about this big thing out there, what the government mm. should or shouldn't be doing. Can they change the constitution? Everybody's getting, you know, quite obsessed about. What what that where that's going to go, Um, and and yet there is the the other side of us. Without changing anything, Hmm. we should actually be able to do justice much more effectively. So I'm. This is what I love about the term spatial justice. Is that it actually moves us away from a a land debate that feels quite disempowering, Mm, to to a a trying to understand space. Um, you know, where are we? Who are we? How did Uh we get where we are? Um, You know, there's been what they call the spatial turn was a... a not even a philosophical, but even a practical turn that happened in the last several decades mm-hmm. in things like architecture, and right. city planning. Um, that that was, it's known; it's called the spatial turn, which was where 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 people in those kinds of fields moved towards understanding what makes a good city, right. what makes for inclusion, mm-hmm. what makes for equality. And that turn has happened in those spaces, but it hasn't happened theologically. Sure. And so, you know, we often are are, are struggling to read our our, our Bibles. Right. understanding the meaning and the, uh, of space and place and power in the Gospels or in, you mm-hmm. know, the the, the the Israelites and exile and all of those things are happening wherever we're sure. reading stories in the but Bible, it's, these things it are comes happening. down to yeah. how
0: you read your Bible. Yeah, comes yeah, down to exactly. how you, so let's get on to this yes, issue of the yeah. church. Mm. Now, now how does, how do we, as a, how does, the, does the church have any conversation? I mean, we, we, we in one sense, the church having this conversation. Right. Mm. But in the and I, and I also understand this. When people talk about the church, you know, sometimes we don't even mean the same thing when we talk about right, the church. Sure. Do we mean local church? Do we mean universal church? Mm. Do we mean individuals pocketed church? Um, can we speak to that? I would say yes, what is the church yeah. and how does it look? Because here's something very personal. My wife and I are thinking mm. of um, we're paying rent and we're going like. We need to start buying, and, mm. and, we, and, we, and we're thinking about, and one of the things that we've been really struggling about is like, you know, we think, we're we looking at Woodstock, and we're like, how does it look for me as a Christian to, mm. to buy space there if, we, if we're going to buy property there? Right. What's happening with the people that are already right. staying there? Am I going to be part of this gentrification? How, how does it look for me as an mm. individual, the yeah. church level, and we're really wrestling with yeah. this? You know, I was reading, what is it, Noah? And the Lord making giving the rainbow, and just the Lord makes a covenant with Him, but He also says, I make a covenant with the earth and with the animals. And that just threw me as like, God is concerned about the earth. So I need to be concerned. And so right. when I think about this stuff, it's like, Lord, how does it look for me? So guys, please, how do we get into this conversation? Where right. do we come into this conversation?
1: You've got a mixture of churches in South Africa. Sure. You've got churches that were have been here since almost the beginning of colonialism. And right. you, you have churches that that were able to get land because of apartheid. Right. You've, got, you've got churches that are unable to get land because of apartheid. You've got churches that are growing in places where they can't get access to land right. and are mm-hmm. using school halls. You've got churches right. that choose not to own land because because they want to be mobile. You've got right. churches that don't really mind whether they're in Goodwood or Kenilworth mm-hmm. or, yeah. or Mulletton. They actually just want to be gathering people right. around a particular way of gathering. But wherever they they gather and, who you know, they are made up of human bodies and lives and people arrive mm. at that place mm. having left a certain place right. and oh, they've driven good. or they've tra- walked or they've mm. traveled on public transport across. And again, looking at urban fractures, what place are they, issues, what yeah. are they, what are they traveling through to get to worship? Mm-hmm. Um, there is a conversation about who are we and how did we get to, to be this place church is at this place is, is affected. Um, I think that that's, I think that, uh, I believe that the, the church will, Will experience a a strong revival huh. if they if we become more connected not maybe not only to the place that we are located but to the places we come from to uh, get there. Good. So sure. that we're not leaving our our history or our current lived reality at the door to yeah. come in and worship. We're bringing everybody yeah. who you know who we are and and um. I you know, put, but we
2: can't do that anyway. It's a it's a. F- it's a fallacy that we do that, yes, and I know yeah, you're not yeah, saying that. Yeah, yeah. But just for yeah. you know, like, we we pretend like we leave our history in our current lived reality. At the door, yeah. but we don't. We bring it in,
1: yeah. mm. and
2: then we play this game mm. where we pretend like we're just in this neutral space. If postmodernism has taught us anything, is that we are not neutral. Sure, um, and I think that's. That's been such a helpful gift to mm. us. Yeah, Car- so, Car- the, so, yeah. so
1: that would say that actually it's not that we should get involved in it. We are involved exactly. in it. Exactly. We're involved yep. in spatial justice and spatial injustice. We whether are, we yeah. acknowledge it. Exactly.
0: It's like, yeah. Me, yeah. You're yeah. like you're thinking you're yeah. buying a house.
1: Yeah. You're yeah. involved in it. Yes, exactly.
0: Yes. It's as simple as I'm going to rent. You're involved in the conversation. How does it look? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which I've said to
2: people a number of times, they say, oh, my church, we didn't get involved in politics during a party. And I'm like, you sent your kids to school. You That's know. a political choice. Oh, yeah. You yeah. drove on roads and you use yeah. railways. Roads and railways. Think different. Found political statements were particularly in Town.
0: Sure. Yeah. I ask you. Can ask you a question. Um, as a member of the church, um, as a, as a person who's part of the church, who's part of a church, um, you're doing a lot of research around this this mm-hmm. conversation. Mm-hmm. Can you please just from from that side tell us maybe some how is that shaped? Um, your thinking and how, like, what are you currently busy with within, within your research? Yeah. and um, and probably just also just one comment about like practically, or mm. what the church can do. Yeah.
1: you know, like, yeah. Mm. Practically, okay. I'd mm. love to start by acknowledging where I learned a lot of this from, and so sure. um, mm. I've studied with the Centre for Contextual Ministry at the University of Pretoria, mm-hmm. and um, and they are um, they are an academic. They're part of right. the practical theology. Um. Part, uh, department of the quick school up in pretoria but and their you know their, their theology comes from a deep rootedness mm. in the inner city of pretoria right. and actually um running a christian housing company called mm. east city housing in pretoria right. so mm-hmm. you know you've got this lovely it's what we call praxis the right. theology and the and the living out of it right. In, right. A, in eternal cycle and so uh, through them i was taught um a framework called the praxis cycle right. which is actually just it's a theological. Method uh, really as to how to be a Christian or church in the city, right. and it simply is—it's four stages: immersion. Where are you immersed? Right. So, okay. in other words, knowing who you are, where you are, how you got to be there—you know—and you can answer that question as an individual or <laughs> as a community of. So, you right. as a church could say, "This is who we are, how we got to be here, this is where we are immersed." And you say, "This is the geographical place that we are right. here." In. Hmm. The second stage is how do we socially analyze that that location? Right. Um, how do we see, uh, um, the words is how do we let the city be our classroom? Right. So how do we well, let the world around where we meet or hmm. who we are or where we live? So you and your wife deciding where to rent. Uh, if you move and you go, or where to buy, you move and you go there. You can hmm. start then saying, okay, so we're here. We're immersed here. We've chosen to live right. in, um, yeah, in in this yep. place. And so now you, you start to, to not just screech in and screech out right. you, you, you see the world around you you yeah. allow the city to speak to you and some of the things you do around the social analysis is you say what are the things in the space that are bringing life where is yes. where do we see God at work where life is flourishing right. against all odds or or, yeah. or you know or just life is flourishing and where are the things that are dealing death where right. where is where and and actually how am I part of both of those right. stories? Where yes. do I agree with the death dealing forces right. and where do I agree with the life giving mm. things? And so you start to to d- do yes. much deeper analysis. Right. And then sometimes what you do what you realize is that what you think is wonderful, mm. um, you dig below the surface and you realize mm. X amount of people have been removed in order for that wonderful to happen. Yes. And so then it's a mixed bag. Mm. The place that was was your greatest playground is now yes. this place. So you you start sure. to get. It kind of wrecks you, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. but anyway. So, yeah. so, so, if you're able to do that as an individual or a family or a church, mm-hmm. that's phase two. So you've got immersion, then you've got social analysis, mm-hmm. and then the third phase is theologically thinking a prophetic imagination with God right. about what that geographical area right. could become. So you you ask the question: if in twenty years' time something totally different to the status quo right. was happening here in mm. this neighborhood because of the presence of this church mm. or because of the presence of our family yeah. mm. how would we tell the story of how we got there mm. and you can use Isaiah 61 and other exactly. pictures of Beautiful. you know the biblical images of what a city of justice can look like mm-hmm. you could des- describe that you do a bit of dreaming right um, and and you paint this picture together mm-hmm. and also you know yeah yeah how, how, naming some of the ways you think that, that, that community well, got to well. that and then the fourth stage is how do you bridge the gap between that which you've analyzed and that which you've imagined with God who who what 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 are you? What player are you in the story? Right. Who should you be working with? Mm. Yes. Who haven't we seen that we could be working what with? You who know, are the actual experts of this neighborhood? Sure. We call ourselves ah. experts of the neighborhood, but do we consider the mm. person who has slept on the street of that neighborhood longer than I've yeah. rented a flat there? They As know the ev- neighborhood. They know the neighborhood. <laughs> you know, like well. those things. Or what are, c- can we work with people who we would imagine to be our enemies? Ah, good. You know, so for me, that, the, what I often have to do is is believe, you know, do I actually need to join the that, that local group that meets, the, you know, the Red Payers Association, right. whatever, and or the City Improvement District, yeah. and 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 so that I can be connected to the the hopes and the fears that drive mm. that particular okay. group of people, mm. um, and do we as a church see ourselves as part of mm. that? So that's the that's the practice cycle: sure. immersion, social mm. analysis, prophetic imagination, and action. action. So mm. that's what I learned from the center for for contextual sure. ministry. Wow. I would say that that that's the journey that churches need to go through. They can go through it denominationally. Yeah, right. but actually whether you're a small house church or mm. whether you're a, a mega church, you can actually go on a journey like that as the church because then that's going to lead you to, especially if you do your, your analysis part well and you work out who are the mm. voices of people that you haven't been listening to mm. um, and who are the, 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 who would be the ones who could, mm. could lead a process of, sure. of restoration and redemption yeah. so for the
0: church. Yeah. So can I ask, um, just maybe from you as well, John, mm. just so practically, practicality, like how does, what do I do? How does it look as a church and as an individual who belongs to the church?
2: So I, I think when I, when I hear that, it's, it's interesting. And you know, I was hearing what you were saying about this praxis cycle. And it makes so much sense to being a, commu- a church living in the community. And I think one of the things we've got to do, and you've already intimated that, is the problem is it's going to take a lot of time. It's going to take a lot of work. But as churches, we we've got a lot of busyness going on. We've got a lot of programs. We've got a lot of things we've got to be at. And I think it's got to be part of to get involved in a movement like reclaim the city or ratepayers or, or wherever it is. It's saying S- these are issues facing our community. It's gonna it we can't do everything. I mean, I think we've got to reckon with that. And so part of that might be as church, we need to say: Do we cut back on our activities? Do we free people hmm. to go and? And, and be involved in the city to go and love the city in a way that you're not getting in trouble because you were in a Bible study because you were in a ratepayers meeting because we've been there. Uh, and we say, actually, you're there and you're involved and Christians are in the ratepayers association or the civic housing or whatever the issues are in your community. Mm-hmm. So that we know what's going on. So we're praying for people. So we're able to bring a, the gospel. there when people are angry, we can say, hey, mm-hmm. You know, let's think about grace. Let's think about love. Let's think about what God is doing. And, and we start getting involved there. And it kind of comes up to me again and again. There's that verse in Peter where it says, give a reason for the hope that you have. You know, for, for one, we could have all the hope we like, but no one's ever seeing us because we're in our meetings and our churches away, not involved. In, but yeah. you're involved in the communion. People are saying, why would you, John, a white man, be involved in these issues? So let me tell you about Jesus. I, I myself, I socially have no reason to be there. I've got the privilege. I've got the power. Like, why would I get involved? Why would I care about these issues? Because Mm -hmm. Jesus has changed me. Yeah. You see, now we're involved in that. And that requires a a rethinking of church. It requires a rethinking of who we are. Mm -hmm. And so, for me, my practical thing is, I would say, actually, if you're in Cape Town, Go, go, what are the issues in your community? Particularly around inclusive housing. Go and attend a Reclaim the City meeting. Go and attend a funeral Kwasi. Go find out. But too often we, we operate in ignorance. And too much of the ignorance is... It, it's a designed ignorance. Let's remember, Apartheid was designed to keep us ignorant. And I think we're perpetuating that system over and over again by keeping ourselves separately, separate. And very often in churches, we have perfected that. Go know people by name. It's that, that thing, it's like you you think this you think inclusive housing is not an issue. Go talk to someone for whom it's an issue. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that becomes a it's not an issue, it becomes people. people. Yeah. And I think that changes yeah. our perspective Absolutely. radically.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think another um so I think you've you've described that. Uh, I hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. Um and I think that then then you've then you've got the churches that, that do own right um and occupy Quite a lot of space in in the city, and um, especially in suburban areas. Yeah. Um, and I think that partially thinking about it can feel overwhelming. So right. I know when so. I suggest this, sometimes people say to me, "But how? Right. What, what do you we, mean?" Yes. And 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 so. So again, this going through a journey that leads you to, as a church, not just wanting to do a project with right. your buildings, but what, but having a, 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 mm-hmm. a an embodied theology in you that starts to say we want to reverse spatial injustice right. communally sure. with what we've got. Right. So yeah. you actually led to this point of saying, you know, we, we this we believe we can do something different with. And of course, as a church, knowing the makeup of your church and who mm. comes there and why people come there mm. and um, and acknowledging the history of the church. And, you know, many churches in the southern suburbs of Cape mm. Town are actually attended by people who were forcibly removed. Um, and so a journey that that church might go on might be very different to a church that is full of people who forcibly removed people wow. and is so. now living in a, in a part of the suburbs where actually over the years they've been able to buy properties around them to expand their ministry and that kind of thing. And, yes. and but actually doing a a um an inventory of of what you own, right down to how many rooms. Well. How, what is the zoning of your of, of your properties? Right. How could it be used? Get a map. And then really, a get, yeah, a, get map. a map. Get a map. map. Get, get a map. You know, map. Get a property map and a local neighbourhood right. map, yep. map. Map map map. Um, and then your map. Who walks past? What does wow. it look like? Especially my 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 great interest area of interest is suburban. Churches, and it's where I'm, I'm basing my research is, you mm. know, who are the inhabitants of the neighborhood during the day? So often in suburbs, mm, right. there's an exodus of people who live yes. there overnight and an influx, influx of people who come and work in our wow, homes. Wow. And so who, you know, so where are those people's children going to preschool? Right. And and wow. and why is the local church not availing their, their hall to run a preschool so that wow. domestic workers' children can actually go to school? Right yeah. where they work. I mean, you know, it's not the ultimate um, r- response to a, a grossly unjust city where a woman yeah, yeah. does That's travel for three hours to work. The... But it is. The, hmm. It could be the next it's step. Level, so, um, it's level, yeah. So, so sure. what I would say is, is, is once you, you know, you know, part of you know a, a response is is knowing where you are and, and 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 what's going on around you, but then also knowing assets based what you right. have. Budget. So then, so then, doing your inventory both of of. Space and place and buildings and then and then and then being honest about what percentage of the time the rooms you you own are, are actually used. Right. So so if you if you were to then look at all that together and go, oh my goodness, actually we've got a seventy percent empty empty building syndrome. Wow. wow. Um. And then then you then you can start to get really excited about yes. about rearranging things to free up a whole building, right. sure. you know, that type of thing, I think can, it can get really, then you can go, well, then, then what, then as you're going through things like the Praxis Cycle, right. you're being led to a reason for the use of that building. Right. Instead of just selling it at market rates, sure. um, right. especially in areas that are being gentrified, right. you actually say, no, we want to keep our footprint in this right. area. However, right. we got this building in the first place. Right. Now we have a footprint that God can use right. and redeem towards reversing spatial inequality and injustice yeah. in this area. Hmm. And so that's the type of thing that I think that, that churches can go on exciting right, so. journeys about. And then just to, to link, like part of what the warehouse is committed oh, yes. to is, uh-huh. is actually we're going to be running a research project not as an expose of land, per se. Right. Although I think it would be really helpful to know Probably. how much suburban and urban yeah. church land is actually standing empty well, yeah. because there have been audits done, um, you know, 20 yeah. years ago, there's a right. whole history to church land is, yeah. auditing and there's a big discourse about it. But I would us to say sort of in Cape town, what churches would like to be part of a research project right. that helps us, um, helps them to do inventories of their, their properties. Wow. And then, but then moreover, build a movement of churches that are trying to do new things with their properties and right. yeah. um, so that they can learn from each other that they mm. can be put in touch with people who can agree. inform yeah. what they're yeah. doing better because Good. i think they shouldn't be doing things like this without being informed by landless mm-hmm. people so oh, so okay. so that it's not decisions being made mm. behind closed doors of how we should use our buildings so anyone listening to this podcast who wants to be part of that sure can contact us and, and we'll put
0: we'll put the details yes. in the, right, yeah, yeah. the blurb, what do you call it? The, the thing below the podcast. We p- 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 look p- p- below p- the yes. podcast. So <laughs> basically so what the guys are saying is that listen, there's there's organizations who are thinking about this, mm-hmm. partner with those organizations. Mm-hmm. I always say if you don't put your money where your mouth is, I don't really believe you really serious you're- enough. Mm-hmm. Um, let the money show let the money Mm -hmm. let the money show let your money speak in terms of Mm -hmm. I want to be part of an Isbambano cohort where things are like this is is is, 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 is let's yeah. get our theology exactly. right. Partner mm. with the warehouses who's, who's thinking theology, mm. thinking praxis, mm. who's thinking how does this look. Partner mm. with, with different organizations trying to get your... Th- if you're not really sure where you are, you're mm. not really getting it, get your thinking right. That's a practical thing. Yeah. So get your theology shaped so, yeah. around this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, next thing you have to do is like who can I then partner with? Right. Um, yeah.
1: And also just the encouragement that comes from seeing what other people are doing. doing. Like, so two right. wonderful stories or examples are, I mean, and there, there are dozens actually, but but I mean, I know I, I saw in, in Pretoria a Methodist church that, um, you know, we we're able to get funding from elsewhere. They didn't have to just run it on the church's wow. tithes, um, but yeah. built 27 housing units above their church hall. That's so British. they are a Methodist, they're a church with a preschool, with a community health center and a place for 27 families to live. Wow. And it didn't... Impact on the space that that church actually had because sure. they used the sky above the hall. Right. So obviously they needed the money and the investment in it, but well, they, they got that. But these and, things are
2: possible. This and then easy. another
1: wonderful model is actually if you look up Echo Youth Development, mm. um, also started in Pretoria, but have about five um, homes, houses in in Cape Town, where the emptying of Enkhiaark. Rectories, So there was a bit of a change in how, um, you know, often there were more than one rectory at a church, and often some of them were standing empty. So that was the one picture of empty rectories. And then the other picture that the the pioneer of this movement um, saw was was young people coming out of orphan care homes at the age of 18 or 19 and having nowhere to live. And then other young people wanting to live in community. So... People from privileged backgrounds wanting to live with other young people in a way that mm-hmm. that brought about a different kind of South Africa, sure. and so they've started these Echo Youth Houses. Right, Good. were are about seventeen across the country sure. now, where oh. where church buildings are homes for. Intentional living Christian communities of young people sure. from mixed backgrounds living together. Sure. Now that to me is like wow. the most wonderful picture of the sure. kingdom of God. Y- y- and, yeah. can you know what I mean,
0: you can't say you you <laughs> haven't had, you didn't hear, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> be thinking, yeah. be be mm-hmm. be thinking, Caroline. Mm-hmm. I want to yeah. thank you. I yeah. want to I want to thank you for 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 coming. Man, you you've shaped me in mm. thinking about my space. Yeah. Um, man, I'm so I'm so grateful. Just um, mm. for just for just for just yourself, guys. Um, Caroline, thank again. Thank it's thank you so such much. A pleasure. Thank <laughs> you so much. Thank you so much, uh, guys. Follow us on Twitter at Yellow Mensa. We want to hear what you think about this. We podcast you want especially, we want to hear yeah, what yeah. you think about this podcast. Uh, and don't forget that Yellow Mensa is now both on iTunes. Yeah, yeah. Both on iTunes and Spotify. Uh, so give us, um, go and find us on there Like us, uh, you know give us Comment, a, give us a rating Give us a rating, give us a rating as well A review, nice ones only, no, yeah, no. Yeah. no No, 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 <laughs> so give, so give, give, give us a rating Nice ones, yeah. nice ones. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we're signing out This audio was produced by Exilic Music, you can find them On www.exilic.co.za I'm your man David signing out we got work to do